As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. Alleluia, Christ is risen. I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Abide in my love. Another way to say that is remain in my love or dwell in my love. Abide. Such an old-fashioned word and yet such a restful one. In his farewell discourse, Jesus prepares the disciples for his departure, his arrest, trial, and crucifixion, and it is just then that he invites them to abide, to dwell, to rest in his love. And isn't that the best part of any deep relationship, abiding? On this Mother's Day, I think of the deep desire of every mother I know, which is just to have her children with her, abiding with her. My own mother only longed for me ever to be at home, even after I had left for college. Then, as an adult working in another city far away, she longed for me just to be home. Not to do anything in particular, but just because she wanted me near, present in the house, dwelling together. Our relationships had ups and downs, but my best memories are of just hanging out, taking a walk, sitting on the back porch, listening to the tree frogs and the cicadas in the woods, or in the winter working on a puzzle. And when, even as an adult, I needed some mother love, I would lie down and put my head in her lap, and she would stroke my hair while we talked of nothing much, just abiding, just abiding. On this Mother's Day, we also celebrate Mother Earth, Rogation Day, the church's Earth Day. It's when we marvel at God's good creation and we ask God's ongoing blessing upon the earth. And I think one of the ways that I and so many of you know God best is in God's creation. The beauty of spring, certainly, birds returning, even when it's pouring outside, but really any time, walking in the woods or when I'm sitting next to Lake Michigan hiking in the desert, not doing anything to the earth, not expecting anything from it, just dwelling in it, present to what is, abiding, resting. This is what we long for, and yet is so rare in our go-go lives, filled with to-do lists, the need to accomplish, the desire for achievement, always on call. We don't abide enough. Ask your mom. You don't abide enough with her. We don't just hang out and enjoy God's beautiful creation. But we have a God who invites us to something simpler than the lives we're leading, something more lovely and joyful, dwelling, resting, abiding in God's love. For Jesus invites us to abide in his love as he abides in God's love. And why? So that his joy may be in us and our joy may be complete 
And I wonder how many of us think of our relationship with God this way. Not one primarily of judgment, nor one primarily of asking God to do things for us, but rather just enjoying that God is. Enjoying God's presence, feeling joy while resting in God. Here we are invited to abide with God as one abides with a mother who loves us completely, wants nothing more than to be with us, or as we abide in the beauty of Mother Earth, who might just prefer we stop doing so many things, digging and drilling, building and polluting, and, and just rest, and just rest in the good gift of creation. Or perhaps this abiding with God is like abiding with a friend. For in this farewell discourse, Jesus makes clear that his followers are now a new creation. You are my friends, he says. I do not call you servants any longer, but I have called you friends. I've called you friends. There's so many images for God, shepherd, comforter, father, king, and on Mother's Day, we remember especially maternal images like God as a brooding hen, or Julian of Norwich, who wrote, Jesus Christ is our very mother. As truly as God is our father, so truly is God our mother. And on this Rogation Sunday, we remember all the imagery of God as creator, potter with clay, architect of the universe. But today, we hear Jesus choose another image, another relationship, friend, friend elevating us from servant to friend. Now, in a time when the word friend has become overly common and familiar, since we have friends on Facebook or other places online, friends we might never meet in real life, a time when we are designated as friends by museums and theaters and other nonprofits because we give them money, well, Maybe the word friend doesn't resonate as strongly as it once did. Now it seems friend is someone who does something for someone else or someone who agrees with us because of our political position or what we put on social media. But the idea of friendship resounds throughout Christian history. Thomas Aquinas believed that friendship is at the heart of God's own life. Friendship among Creator, Son, and Holy Spirit and that we are called to enter into that friendship and share it. Aquinas called friendship the most perfect form of love because it's not possessive, it values equality, and it only seeks the good of the other. I would argue, too, that friends seek not what they can get from the relationship, but rather seek merely to abide with one another, to delight and take joy in one another. Aquinas believed that part of the goal of the Christian life was to become friends with God, and through this friendship, to take on God's characteristics as our own, to love one another as God loves us, as Jesus tells his friends in today's gospel. The English monk and theologian Aylred of Riveau wrote an entire book many centuries ago, Spiritual Friendship, that he begins, appropriately enough, on Rogation Day, and he explains that friendship originates in God's creation, which is ordered so that all creatures are joined and united, shaped by God to participate in a divine order, and thus in God's own self. 
For Aelred, human friendships are both grounded in and pathways to friendship with Christ himself. Friendship is like a sacrament, a symbol, a foretaste of friendship with God. In friendship, we taste and see that the Lord is good. So at a most vulnerable time, right before his death, right as the disciples face losing their leader and perhaps scattering from one another, Jesus takes a risk. He makes himself vulnerable to them and to us. For he no longer calls us servants, people who are obligated to care for our Lord during the hard times. Rather, he calls us friends, those who abide and care not out of obligation, but out of love. There's no guarantee that we're up to the job. Yet Jesus places himself into the hands of his disciples, his friends, just as Jesus continues to place himself into our hands each and every week in the Eucharist, just as he places himself into our hands through our friends, those whom we love, not because of what they can do for us, not because of power or riches or fame, but because of who they are, beloved and special in and of themselves. God places God's self into our hands in creation, trusting us with this beautiful world that reflects God's majesty and beauty and love and those who accept the friendship of God become friends of all creation. And in that, in all of that, Jesus calls us friends, inviting us to abide in his love so that we might know joy, bidding us to love one another as he loves us. And what is the good news in a world that judges us, a world where we compete for attention and affection, where we worry that we're never quite good enough. The good news is that we don't even have to choose. For Jesus tells us he chose us and he calls us friends. We don't have to earn God's love. We don't have to earn God's friendship. All Jesus asks is that we abide dwell, rest deeply in that love so that we might bloom from that love into God's likeness, God's joy, God's friendship. Amen.